0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to week three of the Connected Parenting Podcast. So last week, we talked about the calm technique, and I'll weave that into every single episode because it really is uh, the foundation technique that takes a while to get really good at. But this week, I wanted to talk about what I call limbic bonding or baby play. Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer Colary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week, and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. I know this sounds like a bit of a strange thing, especially if you're a parent listening and you have teenagers. Um, But it's actually an incredibly powerful way to increase oxytocin, to uh, get those beautiful reward chemicals uh, that we talked about that calm uh, the brain down, that settle people down, that soothe and create safety in a conversation. So one of the best ways to do that is literally baby play with your child. Rubbing noses, tickling them, gazing into their eyes, showing them pictures of when they were a baby, um, telling them stories, pull out the baby books, find a little outfit that they wore. Um, It's a really incredible way, and children love this. And I I would say that especially children who are really anxious, if they're super anxious about stuff, really think of this as their medicine. So what happens when you are connecting in this deep, beautiful way with your children is those beautiful reward chemicals that I talked about in episode two really flood the brain. Opiates, natural opiates, endorphins, oxytocin, serotonin, all these beautiful chemicals that that soothe and calm and lead to happiness and feel good and um, help you just feel warm and wonderful inside. That that's that's oxytocin. And that surges when you're having these connected moments, whether it's in conversation or in these lovely, playful moments with your child. So I want you to think of oxytocin as medicine. Love. Love is a drug and it's phenomenal and it's got incredible benefits in the body. So first of all, it's free. You don't need a prescription. You don't run out of it and there's no negative side effects. So right there, it's fabulous. Um, But what else does it do? Well, it blocks cortisol cortisol is the, st- the hormone that makes you stressed out, angry, upset, panicked. Um, that chemical is what causes us and adrenaline causes us to freak out. Um, and that is blocked by oxytocin. It speeds up neuroplasticity. So it helps the brain make faster connections, better connections, stronger connections, makes you smarter and learn faster and remember better. So a healthy, loved, balanced brain is ready to learn. It's out of survival mode and ready to explore the environment and helps the brain remember things, learn things, and make connections. Oxytocin also helps strengthen the immune system. It makes you stronger, more resistant and resilient to disease and infection. And the best part of all is when you use techniques where oxytocin releases, it's going to bounce back. And your brain is going to get all those amazing benefits. So there's so many reasons why. And we're, we're, um, we're so careful as parents to buy organic food and have our kids have a healthy diet. And we've got tutors for them. We've got a, and programs and we're doing all these wonderful things and worrying about our mattresses, off-gassing, who knows what. We're doing everything. But the most important thing besides food and water is connection. It's love. It's nurturing and compassion. It's absolutely essential brain food. It is emotional nutrition. It's an incredible gift to your child. And it's a gift uh, that will help that you'll just see those shoulders back, the chin will be up. They're just going to be stronger and more centered in themselves. You'll see social skills improving. You'll see them not freaking out about things as much as they normally do. You sort of wait for them to have a fit and they're like oh okay and you're like what whose child is that you start to see that over and over um you know I want to stress I know this goes back to last week's podcast so for anyone who's sort of just joining you really should listen to week one and week two there's it sort of build the, the podcasts for now will build on each other and then eventually um, we'll just run through different uh, parenting struggles and things that uh, parents have to deal with with their children the Calm Technique is fantastic for de-escalating your child, helping your child not be so scared in a moment. Um, it busts a tantrum like nothing I've ever seen, but that's just the bonus. That's only the bonus. The real benefits of the Calm Technique and the Connected Parenting Method is that over time, it builds emotional organization and resilience. It just builds stronger, happier, uh, kids who take healthy risks, who can handle some of the bumps that, that life, uh, throws at them. So it's really important to understand that this is essential. It's really worth committing to. Um, and it's a really important brain builder for your child. Now, if there's people listening today and they've got teenagers and they think, oh, this isn't for me, my teenager would not want this. Um, you'd be very surprised they would, and they do. They often really love it. Um, and I'll get to some of the reasons behind that in a second, but I'll tell you a funny story. I, um, I was doing a workshop for a group of teachers. It was actually a a two day workshop and I, I'd sort of talked about mirroring and I had walked everybody through the kind of basics. And now I was talking about baby play and uh, a woman in the audience kind of started laughing. I said, what's so funny? She said, well, my kid's a goth so he's going to puke on me if I try to do baby play with him. And it's completely weird and I would never do it. Um, and I, I, you know, sort of been recommending this for so long as a really important way to reconnect with your kids, even your really troubled or angry kids, actually, especially them, um, that I told her to go home and try it. And I said, to her, you know, what do you have to lose? And she said, well, not much. We're barely talking. So, okay, I'll go home and try it. So I came back the next day and she came running up to me and said, you will not believe how this went last night. Um, And she said she came home, she opened the door, she walked in and there was her son, I don't know, 15 or 16, you know, all dressed in his goth wear, uh, you know, foot up on the coffee table, swearing, playing video games. And she would normally come in and say, what are you doing with your boots on the coffee table and turn that down? I don't understand why you guys talk to each other that way. And he'd say, shut up. You're so mean. Leave me alone. I'm trying to do this. Get out. And she'd say, have you done your homework? And what about the day? And they'd fight. That, that would be how the night would go. And they'd been like this for a very, very long time. Um, and they'd really, the connection was really quite uh, quite strained, if not broken at that point. And she decided to try this. She was going to try the baby play. So she came in and she said, you know what? You're, I know you're a goth, but you're the cutest little goth in the whole world. And you're my little goth. And she started tickling him. And doesn't he absolutely go with it? He just kind of threw his Doc Martens in the air. And they just had this moment... And then they were like, oh my gosh, no what? Because that's really weird. That's not how we normally are with each other. And it got very strange for a second. And she went away really surprised because she really thought he would, you know, be, you know, get off me and we- Ugh, what are you doing? And that's not what happened. Um, and she said they went on to have maybe the best night that they'd had in months and months and months. Um, and she'd long stopped tucking him in at night. She'd, she'd long stopped uh, you know, having a moment with him before it was time for bed. And she was walking past his room. And uh, she heard, mommy, will you come tuck me in? And she couldn't believe it. She could not believe it. She went in, she pulled the blankets up, they rubbed noses. They had this moment and she was flabbergasted. She, She didn't even want to breathe in that moment. She could not believe that this was happening. She walked out of the room, she closed the door, she slid down the wall and she burst into tears because she had wanted that for years from her child. And there it was, there it was in this moment, and she almost didn't do it. Now, often it will work that way. It really is astonishingly powerful. But you know, sometimes kids are especially older kids are like, Oh my god, what are you doing? And then I don't want parents to go Oh, you know what, I hope you have a teenager one day and they reject you and you can see how it feels. Just be neutral. Just be like, you know what, I know you're 15 and I forget sometimes, but you're still my baby and walk out. Don't be negative. Don't be sarcastic. Don't try to make them feel guilty. Just walk away. Most of the time, if not every time, maybe not that day, but maybe the next day or maybe an hour later, they'll come up to you. You'll get a little bump. You'll get a little hand over the shoulder. There'll be a connector. There'll be a moment and you'll know that that's why. And what's so important about this baby plays or limbic bonding is I want people to really understand that this is brain food. This is medicine. This is what they need. And especially for kids who are super anxious or for children who really act out, especially the kids who act out, they spend a lot of time being yucky, getting in trouble. Now, now you're mean. I hate you. They do a lot of that. And we get frustrated as parents and we can't help it. But that sort of um, frays the bond a little bit. It has nothing to do with how much you love your child. It has everything to do with how exhausting and frustrating it is to be on the receiving end of a really challenging, strong-willed child or a super anxious child or any child who just doesn't want to do what you want because they'd rather keep playing. Just moving them through the day is exhausting enough. So for kids who are super yucky and and difficult a lot of the time, you'll often see they get extra clingy, especially at night or when it's time to leave them. And you'll think to yourself, well, they're so mean to me the rest of the time. Why do they care now? But it's because they don't feel lovable. It's not that they don't feel loved. They don't feel lovable. And they don't feel that that bond will be strong enough to hold while you're away from them because they've been so yucky. So the baby play is actually really critical. It's how you reactivate that bond. It's how you strengthen that bond. And I I always say to parents, you know, the child that you least feel like doing this with is the child who needs it the most. The other kids it's easy to do with is the ones that you're like, oh great, here he comes, what now? Those are the kids who really need this baby plate. They are the ones who really need the bond to be strengthened. Um, And what's difficult is it's often what you don't feel like doing. You think they don't deserve it. They've been so mean They've been so horrible. You know, why am I going to turn around and be nice to them? But that's their medicine. That's their medicine. And without that, they're going to feel um, less lovable. And as they feel less lovable, they're going to be more vulnerable. Uh, And they're going to feel that when you get angry with them and you're trying to set limits with them, that you're actually injuring them. You know, those are the kinds of kids that are, they, they feel hurt when you take something away, even though they've deliberately done something really inappropriate, um, that bond needs to be strong enough so that when there are consequences, they don't feel like injuries. And that's why often these kids become what I call consequence resistant you know, they're often the kinds of kids that are like, you know what? I don't care. Take it away. I don't care. Um, and we tend to sort of lock in as parents and do, oh, really? You don't care? Well, you're going to care if I take this away. And you're going to care if you have to go to bed at six o'clock. And you're going to care if I take this out of your room and that out of your room. You end up in this um, crazy battle where it's just a battle of wills and it goes nowhere. Well, it goes up. It goes into an escalation, a state of absolute escalation, usually. Um, and often... Um, Often those kids are what I call face savers. They are going to be upset about the consequence. They are going to be uh, feeling it, but they're not going to show you. So what you say to your child in that situation is, you know, I get it. I didn't like consequences either when I was a kid, but I told you if this happened, this was going to be the consequence. And you kind of chose it because you did that thing that I told you not to do. So, but I get it. I get why you hate it. But this consequence isn't here to hurt you. It's not here to cause you pain. It's here to help you understand that when you choose this behavior, you're going to be choosing this consequence. I don't need to be, to see you being upset about it. That's not the point. It's not to upset you. It's to help you figure it out. And that's really, really important. Because if you want them to show you how upset they are, which is what a lot of parents expect in that moment, there are many kids who won't give it to you. And those moments are the moments later where you lie in bed and go, oh my gosh, I overdid it. That was a bit, I didn't mean to be like that. And that's when we're reacting to our children instead of responding to our children. Um, I'll talk about uh, the brain just for a few minutes. Um, It seems like it's off topic, but it's actually not. When the brain is limbically charged, when the prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain that regulates, organizes, prioritizes, inhibits that's the frontal lobe. That's the part of the brain that does that executive functioning. Oh, I'd really like to say this to that person, but I don't want to get fired. It's our inhibitor. It's the, it's the part of our brain that's putting the brakes on uh, our uh, behaviors all the time. And the limbic brain is the part of the brain that freaks out. Now, give me that. I want that. I want that whole cake. I need that now. You mean. That's It just freaks out. And it's designed to keep us alive. It's designed to protect us in dangerous situations. But more often than not in our modern world, uh, if you're lucky enough, is it really just goes off over things like this. And the midbrain or the limbic brain has the ability to override the thinking brain. It can basically take it offline. And that's why you get so mad. And then you're, later you're like, oh my gosh, why did I do that? Why did I say that? I know better I've read, read all these parenting books. Why can't I access that when I'm angry? And that's why. And that's also why your children can't stop on a dime with their behavior when they are limbically charged. So the calm technique in the background and the baby play in the background is really important. So if you have a child that's really, really anxious, like afraid at birthday parties and won't sleep in their bed at night and terrified of something they saw on TV and they can't get it out of their head. Um, or if you have a child that's angry all the time and, no, you can't sit there and that's my chair. And, you know, one of the, and often both of those children are anxious. Um, again, we'll talk about this in future episodes, but there, there are two ways that children show anxiety, either inward I'm scared, mommy, don't leave me, daddy, can stay here, or outward into, no, you have to do it my way, and that's my seat, and I go down the stairs first. It's trying to control everything so they can kind of control their anxiety. Um, so the the background technique of mirroring as much as you can um, to de-escalate, but also just conversationally, just kind of chit-chatting with your kids and really getting in there, um, and I talked a lot about that in, in uh, episode two, Um, And really adding the baby place. If you have kids who are really quite behavioral, I want you to think of this as their medicine and they need a dose every day, 10 to 15 minutes uninterrupted, no parenting lessons in there. No, let's talk about today. Like just purely connected with your child. And if there's two parents in the home and both of you can do it even better, it's powerful, powerful, powerful medicine. So, a couple questions that people often ask is, well, if I do all this baby play, aren't I gonna turn my kid into a baby? And, you know aren't they gonna regress? Aren't they gonna, you know expect this all the time? And the, the absolute opposite is true. When you fill them up this way, tending to the bond and soothing them and connecting with them in this way, they get stronger from the inside out. They don't they won't need you to do it all the time. They'll be fine. And same with the mirroring, they won't need people to follow them around mirroring, they only need you to do it. They only need the connection from you. That strengthens them from the inside out, thickening that skin so they can go out into the world. And when somebody yells at them or screams at them, they're like, eh, what's with them? Instead of coming home, absolutely devastated. So in a way, it's an incredible way to help your kids um, deal with the difficult stuff that goes on in the world, which happens every day. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can't fix it. You can't solve every problem. You can't fix every bump in that road but you can help them develop the tools to handle those bumps on their own thanks for listening and join me next week where the topic will be parenting with brains find out what it means to be the architect of your children's brain hi i'm barrett Caleri from connected parenting i hope you enjoyed our podcast and don't forget to check us out on the web at connectedparenting.com and like us and follow us on facebook